This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, dear radio friends. How in the world are you? Doing all right? Well, uh, you know, it's a busy few seconds before I come on the air because I'm my own production man. We originate these broadcasts right here in my home. Corrine and I live near Tannersville, Pennsylvania, out in the Pocono Mountains, a beautiful setting and uh, uh, very calm and beautiful. We can see the mountains around us and watch the skiers coming down Camelback Mountain. I often joke and say we can look out our window and see the skiers breaking their legs. (laughs) The ambulance goes up that mountain about once or twice every day, I do declare. Well, all right. (laughs) Uh, I'll let somebody else do the skiing. So here we are, you and I, and I'm so grateful, beloved, that you're there on the listening end. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I wanted to finish up our our comment on uh, Mark chapter 9, verse 50, about salt and saltness. You want to just uh, share that with me for a few moments? Salt is good, Jesus said, but if the salt have lost his saltness, wherewith will you season it? Have salt in yourselves, have peace one with another. Uh, Over in Matthew, the fifth chapter, our Lord Jesus said, Ye are the salt of the earth. Uh, He had said, Ye are the light of the world. And he also adds, Ye are the salt of the earth. But, said he, if the salt have lost his savor, that's flavor, we would say, and in in the Mark 9 uh, passage, it's called saltness. Savor, flavor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. And then you have a parallel passage in uh, in Luke where uh, uh, Luke says, if, if, if the salt loses its flavor, then he says it's, it's good for nothing. You can't even, uh, you can't even uh, use it for... Uh, for paving or anything else, you can't use it for fertilizer, it's useless. And uh, there you are. Nothing can be done about it. All right, there's the, the background then of what our Lord was saying. Salt is good if the salt... Now, here is the dreadful possibility that you and I want to think about, about which we want to be warned and prepared so that this sort of a thing doesn't happen to us. He says, if the salt have lost his saltness, lost his flavor, lost his quality of seasoning things. Now, what is he getting at there? A Christian, a believer who is indwelt as we know by the Holy Spirit of God, and who now by faith has yielded himself or herself completely to that blessed indwelling Spirit so that he can fill every room in the heart house, so to say. That person, whenever he or she enters into a human situation, provides a certain flavor. Now, you know people who, when they come into a room, fill that room with the sense of God's presence. You know that, don't you? 
Not everyone does, but there are people like that. The norm, the normal condition of a Christian is that he or she provides a certain flavor to life simply because they're there and because by being there they have brought the presence of God into the situation. Now that is normal. That isn't something you put on or try to achieve. That's normal. Just like breathing. And uh, blessed be the person who realizes that this is part of the birthright of the Christian. Jesus said, ye are, not can be or ought to be or ought to try to be. He said, ye are. The salt of the earth, ye are the light of the world. Now, salt can lose its flavor and a candle or a lamp can be hidden and put under a, under a bushel basket or under a bed. The Lord Jesus used those forms of speech to remind us that business can get in the way of your light shining, and laziness can get in the way of your light shining out to others. But he says, salt, salt can lose its flavor, said he. What about it? What are the things, my beloved friend, what are the things that cause us to lose our Christian flavor? Well, let's let's get at it from the positive side. What gives you, what gives you a Christian impact in the life, in the lives of others around you? It's the presence of the Spirit of God, and uh, that presence of the indwelling Spirit of God is made real and and uh, palpable be by your daily contact with God in His Word. Isn't that true? So, what gives you the reality of the Spirit of God? Number one, to be born from above through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. The Holy Spirit comes to dwell in your life when you're saved. Number two, by faith to open every room in your heart house to the Holy Spirit of God so that you can fulfill the command in Ephesians 5.18, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. You do this by faith. You open your heart and life to the blessed Spirit of God, and you let him into those rooms which heretofore may well have been closed to the touch of God. And then number three, you maintain that relationship by a daily walk with your Lord. Enoch walked with God, we read. And two walk together, except they be agreed. You agree with your Lord concerning his purposes in your life. You meet him daily in his word. And you let the Spirit of God apply the word of God to you. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto, the psalmist says, according to thy word. So it's a daily meeting with God in his word. A daily yielding of yourself to the indwelling Holy Spirit that he might fill every part of all of your life. A daily obeying of God's will as you understand it so that you will not grieve the Spirit of God by disobedience. These things provide the ongoing flavor, if we can use that figure of speech now, they provide the ongoing flavor of a salty Christian. You follow that? Well then, he says, if the salt have lost his saltness, it is dreadfully possible, my dear friends, to lose the, the, the salty flavor, the impact that you, under God, could make upon the lives of people around you. How does this occur? Number one, by carelessness. You neglect your blessed Lord. You neglect the meeting with him day by day in the early morning hours. 
you neglect to seek his face. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. God is waiting for you to come his way. The Father seeketh, Jesus said. The Father seeketh such to worship him. God is out looking for people who will come his way and worship him and love him and, and, and adore him in the Holy Spirit. So carelessness can uh, cut the effectiveness of your life. Disobedience, where the Holy Spirit of God is grieved because you, you've disobeyed God's will in some way. Yes, we can come back and say, Lord, forgive me. But the, the fact is that, that a continual disobeying of God in matters tends to blunt the, the keen edge of your enjoyment of his presence and tends to diminish the impact of God through your life. And although you may be going through the same motions, there isn't the impact there that there once was, carelessness and disobedience. And then our Lord Jesus pointed out in the parable of the seed that, that the cares of this world and the lusts of other things entering in choke the word and becometh unfruitful. You lose your effectiveness oftentimes simply by being preoccupied with things around you and desires having to do with either your own satisfaction or your success. Now, it's not wrong to want things. It's not wrong to want to enjoy life. It certainly is not wrong to want to succeed. Uh, all of these things are mentioned in the Bible at different places as being good in themselves. Uh, blessed be the Lord, which daily loadeth us with benefits. You know, the blessings of God, good things, good experiences, and good success is part of God's plan for his children. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, that means profit, and then shalt thou have good success, God said to Joshua. All right, having established the fact that God wants you to succeed and God wants you to have things that you can enjoy, that they're not wrong in themselves, then what? When success and things become the goal of your life, beloved, watch out, because you will then be losing your heavenly impact on people. Success and things and blessings and, and, and uh, situations to enjoy always have to be byproducts of obeying God. Put God first, Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. God first, then things. God first, then success. God first, then uh, happy relationships in life. You follow that? What is it then? that causes the salt to lose its flavor, carelessness, disobedience, and the distraction of other things that become goals in your life. It's sad, really, to see someone who in other days was greatly used, but who has, has changed the goals of his or her life. You talk to persons like that, and you find that, they, that, their, that their, their conversation immediately zeroes in on the things or the relationships or the possessions that have now become the chief interest in their life. I know some people who will not talk to you for five minutes, but that they're talking about money. And I know other people who won't talk to you for five minutes, but that they're talking about influence and, and, uh, and prestige and position and accomplishment. This has become for them, the goal of their life. It's a pity, because in so doing, they have 
sacrificed the effectiveness that could be theirs as a person who was putting God first in things. Can you learn that lesson with me? I have to relearn it all the time. And uh, I, I must confess, being a human being, that God has to remind me again and again that he wants to be first in my life so that the salt will really still have its flavor. Dear Father, today, may we be careful not to lose the sense of thy presence and the flavor of God's power in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.